0: Hey, this is Soma79 with a special announcement. My new Mega Mix is up. My MF Doom Mega Mix Oxidation Moons Day is now available. Go to www.soma79.com slash doom to check it out. It's a 30-minute mix that I did of MF Doom raps over my own beats. I really enjoy it. I hope you really enjoy it. So check it out. Tell a friend. Peace. Welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me today. My guest today is West Philly rapper King Shamps. This dude is the real deal. Uh, he's got a video out for his single West, Vi- West Philly 187. And um, he's got an album that I believe is, is, will be out by the point by the time this is released called Rise of Corleone. I cannot wait to hear that. He promised me some sneak peeks. I haven't got a chance to hear it yet. But um, I love this dude's style. Definitely check out the video for West Philly 187. We talk a little bit here about um, this was his first music video. Um, I just made my first music video. We talk a little bit about um, just how... If you have a good idea, it's so easy now to make something people spend a million dollars on music videos and that just seems utterly ridiculous now. So definitely go check his out. It's really dope. Um, his music's awesome. I hope you enjoy the interview and uh, follow me at Soma79.com. Check out my album, which is now out, my EP Quiet Life Lab Friends with my man, Pillsy Beats, Soma79 and Pillsy Beats, Quiet Life Loud Friends, available everywhere. Um, yeah, available on all streaming services. Or you can get a free download with a free bonus song at soma79.com slash quietlife.com. Loud friends, all you have to do is give your uh, email address. You can download a zip file with mp3s and waves of all six songs, plus a bonus song named Um, what is it called? I Don't Know You But I Hate You. Yes, I Don't Know You But I Hate You is the bonus song, so I hope you dig that one. And um, once again, too, Oxidation Moon's Day, my um 30 minute MX MF Doom Mega Mix of MF Doom Raps over My Beats is also available for download. For free download at um, Soma79.com slash doom. So that's Soma79.com slash doom for Oxidation Moons Day for free. And Soma79.com slash Quiet Life Loud Friends for the Quiet Life Loud Friends EP by Soma79 in Pillsy Beats with free bonus track. All of it free at Soma79.com. And check out King Champ's Uh, Dude is the real deal. All right. Have a good one. Peace. What flip manuscripts cause her man went from damaged kid to damn he's rich but she still can't stand the way he manages to never put nickels in the can for the cancer kids Plus, he cheats at cornhole and rags that he won so she lost interest like porno after she comes my dm started jingling baby as it was done two seconds later i can hear the snapping of her gums she calls me half dodge challenger half lip gallagher hey welcome to the latest episode of the articulous o- articulate ox podcast how articulate is that i can't even say the fucking name right i am your host soma 79 uh, my guest today is uh, Philly hip hop artist King Shamps. What's going on today, King?
1: What's up, brother? What's up, man? Much, I'm much glad man. to be here, man. Glad to be here with you.
0: The king of kings,
1: um, yes as word. I saw.
0: Yes, word. yes, yes. <laughs> you and Triple H. <laughs> word. Yeah. Um, it's a good company to be in. Um Indeed. I uh so uh you got a new video out, um uh, West Philly 187. I watched this today a couple of times, man. One I there's a couple I had a couple um off the top thoughts. One, I mean you look like you're using some real police footage in there, and that really added something to it. That was um that was intense, man. And your voice like i have this thing with, with my rapping or like i quit rapping for years so i just thought like I, I couldn't i couldn't get my voice to sound like big enough i had big voice envy within like three bars of listening to like one of your tracks i'm like this dude's got this like gravitas and the wordplay and stuff to go with it and i was like yep i'm sold like <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video's dope. The song's dope. You sound dope. You're. It's just. I really like it, man. So tell us a little bit about West Billy One Eight Seven um, and uh, what what you got going on. Well,
1: first of all, bro, I want to say thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate that. I, I work on my craft tirelessly. You know what I mean? To to get better at every detail. You know what I mean? Record You know, you being an artist as well. You know how that is when you want something to sound a certain way. Yes. You know, you wanted to look a certain way, aesthetics and, and and visuals is everything. So, you know, it's my first video, man. You know what I mean? I never did a video before. Um, we shot it with my man Vegas and um his guy Iron Solomon, Battle Rap Legend. If you oh yeah,
0: of, of course, Iron um, Solomon, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I so, haven't heard yeah. that name
0: in a while. That guy was a beast. I used to watch yeah, him yeah. on like Scribble Jam and stuff. I was like, Woo! Yeah, he's a he's an
1: animal, man, and and it was dope for him to actually um come down to the set of the video and yeah. really help us like put together the vision and everything. So it was it was a really dope experience. But we wanted to kind of give um the title um some justice if that makes any sense. Where yes. if you want to call it something, it has to resemble it to me. It has to yes. depict it to me. So when um, we were going for it, when you're seeing those, you know, uh, the police sirens and the police rolling around and everything, that's our environment. That's literally our neighborhood. That's where we come from. That's where we grew up at. So we're just showing the everyday life of what's going on out there. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Especially with the clips and everything, all of those different clips and things that we put in the video. All of those different things are maybe in the three or four block radius. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Some people you know in there. Some people you don't know in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. it's it's that kind of environment. So we wanted to kind of show um, what West Philly looked like. You know what I mean? What West Philly really was in um, an artistic way. So we just put it together. Um, my br- brother, um, Azan, same mom, same dad. We put it together. He produced the record. You see him in the video with me, the other guy standing right there next to me there. That's my brother. And then my brother's in the background as well. So um, it was a really dope experience we put together. And um, it's a hell of a video, man. And a lot of people since it's been out have really, really, really fucked with it heavy. So I appreciate uh, you being a fan of the work, brother.
0: Yeah, it's dope, man. It is, it's it's gritty and it's it made me think of I so I just did my first video recently too. And I Word. think and mine was sort of it was it was like yours, except it was all shot in the woods and it was the total opposite. But it was that same sort of like learning how to do something, cut kind it of together. And like <clears throat> all I could think about when I watched your video and I watched mine, I'm like, there was a time where people spent a million dollars on a music video. That blows yeah. my mind. If your video is it, it really it captures exactly what you said it fits the song perfectly it it, it all works and you I mean I I know from what I paid my video it, it costs like nothing essentially just a little bit of like knowledge and a little bit of cutting some stuff together it's it's crazy yeah.
1: it's definitely different man I felt like right now just period in music um and in the music business everything is 20 times different than before and maybe the You know, uh, days past of the 70s, 80s, 90s, even the 2000s, everything has moved at such a rapid pace that it's like, damn, like, you know, let me figure out what I can go on ahead and do to, you know, keep up or let me figure out a different thing that I can use in order for me to get better with whatever my craft is within music, whether it's me recording, whether it's me engineering, whether it's, you know, me doing, you know, music videos or whatnot. But I feel like all of the resources, more so, um, you can use way more now than you could then. Yeah. You know, you had to kind of go through. You know, um, who's a, a big time director like Hype Williams? Yes, yeah. yeah, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As of now, like you said, if you get the right camera, you have the right vision and the right editing equipment. Hey, if you know what you're doing, you could churn out five, six, or seven of them bad boys, and you're ready to go. You good to go. Yeah. You know it's I'm funny it's like
0: awesome. Hype Williams is really big right around the same time that like Blair Witch Project came out and you're like in like clerks. Yeah. <laughs> and You're just like, right. oh, yeah. So you have both these options now. And, you know, if you don't want to have to go get people coffee for your first eight years and you're OK with like, you know, kind of having it look a little shaky. <laughs> you We're know, like incorporating right. that into it. You're going to be OK. And you know, right. it gives an entire new generation a way to, to express themselves. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. For sure. So, what, how, so, um, I, I sort of go out of my way to try to get people on the podcast from different areas of the country just to get what see what the, the hip hop scene is like. Um, we got my friend Wordplay to fly SMC out in Juneau, Alaska, and Orthodox in, um, in Phoenix, Jason Sinatra in the Florida area um west Boy. philly i think a lot of people when they think of west philly i'm sure in hip-hop the next words coming out of their mouth are west philadelphia born and raised it's like you know yeah. that's um obviously i was actually i i set a few records aside here that i wanted to get your thoughts on they, i saw a tweet you put out recently and one of them i might as well bring it up now is this record which to me was this is the first cassette i ever had was this record or was the first or second and it's just this this shit still fucking slaps to this day um Talk a little bit about, the, about Philly hip-hop, like what your scene is like, like who you, you see some of the pioneers are, and how long you've like, what how long you've been doing your stuff for.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, Philadelphia, man, you know, first and foremost, shout out to um, Jazzy Jeff, Will Smith, you know, first rapper to win a Grammy comes from West Philly. And I tell people.
0: Yeah. First all double LP and al- hip-hop ever, al- 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 I understand. I think it was first double hip-hop album ever. Yeah, like I think for that, maybe first album to go number one. That might have been Beastie Boys, but it was it was up there. Yeah, it was up there. It was up yep. there for
1: sure. It's a it's a historic piece of work. And um, you know, shout out to those guys, legends in the city. You know, um, Will Smith really paved the way. And like I always tell people, as soon as people hear West Philly, I tell people I say I'm from the most famous neighborhood in the world. You know, because everybody knows that West Philadelphia yeah. born and raised, part from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So. You know that uh kudos to well kudos to um Jazzy Jeff as well. But when you talk about the scene, man, we have a rich history not only in hip hop, but you know soul, you know R and B, neo soul, so many different um pieces of art that come out of Philly is crazy, man. So much talent comes out of the city is crazy. But just growing up, you know, um, me and my brothers we watched a lot of Battle Rap. You know, Battle Rap's a big thing in the city as well too. And that was during a time when you know you got Meek, you got Reed Dollars. Um right now, you know, RJ Payne. Yes. Um, he was a big battle rapper. Um in the city, he was Rain Man back in the day. Um so many other guys, uh Black Thought. Yes. Um Black Thought's another guy that uh comes from Philly that's that's hella Lyrical. Shout out to him as well. So
0: we have Black a, Thought uh, to me is the greatest MC walking, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's like I, there's look, no
1: I'm not even mad at
0: that. Yeah, he's just that boy, that boy, that boy get busy.
1: Yeah. That boy get busy, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, who else? It's, it's so many. Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel. Yeah, Siegel's Beanie. From,
0: Freeway. Yeah. Isn't he from? He's from Philly, Freeway too.
1: Freeway from yeah. Philly, too. Yeah, yeah. Freeways from Philly, too. So we got a plethora of dope artists that have um, paved the way and really kept, like, a certain kind of grimy sound um, for the city. So, yeah, man, we just felt like, hey, you know, here at uh, DMR Records, me and my brother, we got a lot of dope Philly artists as well. We wanted to kind of carry on tradition. And gangster Rap started in West Philly. You know, PSK is the first gangster record ever. You know what I mean? If if you really know your history, you know that it started in West Philly. So no, I'll you tell know, you, I know
0: a lot of hip hop history, but I, I can't. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So educate, educate me and educate everybody about this.
1: Word, word, word. So PSK um, from Schooly D. OK, um,
0: yeah, Schoolie
1: D. Yeah, Schooly D made PSK. And that was really the first gangster record. Um, that inspired Sits in the Morning by Ice-T. Six that in inspired, the morning,
0: police at my door.
1: <laughs> that inspired Boys in the Hood yeah. for NWA. NWA so yeah. it was kind of that kind of domino effect of the records. And then Schooly D made, you know, Gucci Tom, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. So he's got like a lot of classic records, but um, PSK standed, uh, stood for, rather, Parkside Killer. Yes.
2: That's what it okay. stood
1: for. And Parkside is a, a a neighborhood in West Philly.
0: Yeah. So now that's ringing a bell.
1: Yeah. So so um, we really look at guys like him and so many of the other legends uh, coming from the city, and we just say, "Yo, we're going to keep tradition going, but we're going to do it in our own way." You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, we saw Rockefeller um, basically be Jay Z, and the whole rest of the label was from Philly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what yeah. I
1: mean? <laughs> Everybody yeah. else from Philly on the label, so. We've seen, um you, you got Meek Mill out now, you got um Little Woozy Bird out now, you have so many other guys that have came out of the city that are doing their thing. It's a platform of dope artists, man. You know what I mean? On the underground as well as the mainstream. Yeah. And um we just here really to make our mark, you know, on top of the game really. And I feel like West Philly one eighty seven is a hell of a start to really show some authenticity in the game. Oh, you know? oh god,
0: yeah, yeah. You you really it really is an impactful video. I recommend everybody go check it out. Um you said so that this is the beginning of um a project, uh Rise of the Corleone, is that the title? Yeah, Rise of the Corleone. Rise yeah. of Corleone. Um tell us a little bit about that, because I'm very excited now that I've I've got this this first bite.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Rise I've had some in-
0: edibles, so if I don't look very excited, you know, trust <laughs> me, I am. <laughs>
1: Say, say you was grooving while you was you was getting into it. I ain't yeah, mad yeah, at yeah. that, man. Yeah, I ain't
0: yeah. mad
1: at that, man. You know, I'm a, I, I'm a connoisseur myself, so <laughs> you know I, I, I ain't mad at you, player. Excellent. Um Um, <laughs> Rosaccolion, man, is is a hell of a piece of work, man. Um, I think it's something that is going to change music, not only hip hop, um, forever. I truly believe that because of the versatility that we're coming. Um, to the project with, we're approaching the, um project with, rather. Um, we got the bangers on there. We got the real hip-hop stuff. But we also got stuff that you can play on the radio, too. You know, and we're really constructing songs. You know, we're putting the different styles and the different influences that basically made us want to rap or made us the artist that we are. We're pouring it all into one melting pot. You know, um, growing up in Philly, you heard everything. You heard, of course, all of the dope Philly artists, but you heard all of the dope New York artists. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, growing up in my era, Dipset was running, G-Unit was running. You know what I'm saying? So being heavily influenced by those guys, and at the same time showing love to the dope Southern artists, your Scarface, face, what cash money was able to do, what No Limit was able to do, like all of these different yeah. genres of hip-hop, um, or subgenres rather, we're throwing it all in a melting pot. So when you listen to Roz Aquilone, you'll be able to listen to different pieces and be like, "Damn, this is well orchestrated to put this piece here and put this piece here." It's like a really, really good Thanksgiving spread. We about to give
0: to everybody. Can't wait, when, 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 when my fork's ready, man, when can I eat? Oh, Halloween, man! Halloween. Oh, sweet! Oh. oh what you- what? I, we're, I'm dropping ten twenty seven. <laughs> we dropped. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Sweet. Great minds think alike, yeah, man. There you go, man. Great moms. Um... I can't wait to listen to that. It's funny too. It makes me think to so, like, you know, I'm from Boston, you're from the Philly area. New York is really the home of hip hop. And we sort of lived in, like, you know, to some degree, we're always in the shadow of New York. I had XL the Beast, who's a Boston hip hop legend on recently. And he talked about how, you know, anybody who got a little bit of buzz in Boston, you know, a gangster, you know, a, a guru, you know, they went to New York because that was the best business move to do. And it made perfect sense to just drive three and a half hours up the road. Um, with Philly, I mean, the names you rattled off—I'm sure we even missed a few—but there are some real heavy hitters. And they—they they went to New York and took over to some degree, you know. Like yeah. most of Rockefeller was Philly. Um, what, like, what are we doing wrong? I know this is really your answer, but like, you know, <laughs> we're up here, like, you know, tripping over our own dicks. Like, what's going on? You today? know what? You know
1: what? To be honest, man, I—I I think what helped our city a lot more. Um, is we already had a certain kind of history, I believe, with the soul music, with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, that I think that kind of helped keep eyes on our city a little bit more. I think what they were able to do in music with all of those big-time groups, the OJs and doing work with the Jackson 5 and stuff like that. I mean, you do work with the Jackson 5, somebody's going to keep their eyes on you a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that kind of helped us a little bit more because we're all those outside-looking-in kind of cities, and we all had to kind of establish our own rhythm and our own hustle and our own sound.
0: You know what's funny? What that kind of translates into for me when I think about that in terms of Boston is Boston, as you sure have probably heard have ever been to a Celtics game, um, a Red Sox game, is not a very tolerant city. i mean, sure it's not like, you know, you're going into like the most racist place ever, but like a lot of people come to the Celtics, come to like Boston and go, you have the worst fans in, in, the, in the city. And I think in general, the fact that we had a, that, you know, it's, it's better now, but like the fact that we weren't always open to like expression for years and years really stifled like, you know, why would, why would music originate from here? Because it didn't, it didn't seem welcome here. Like the same type of music you're talking about. Well, like um mm-hmm. you know soul and that stuff i think i think the spirit of that you know music was probably not very well ex- as well accepted here as it was there yeah
1: that could that could play a major role you know and, and
0: sometimes Still playing catch up
1: yeah sometimes that can happen but i feel like like you said with a gang star um benzino coming out of the city yeah you know yeah you know it's it's a lot of dope people that came out of the city and did a lot of dope things I just feel like it's more of, like you said, more of a tolerance thing and a catch-up thing, but also just building your own sound. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, for better or worse, with Philly, Philly kind of thrived more in the battle rap scene and the pain rap and a lot of stuff. You know, it was a lot of different things. Major figures did more of the music I like to do, which is the gangster hip-hop bad boy slash type shit like that was more an a wave but philly kind of established a certain kind of sound and a certain kind of identity i feel like that's the problem with a lot of cities um is it's not like a lot of identities you know what i'm right. saying like it's not something you can just latch on to and say okay this is boston or this is detroit or this is whatever or whatever philly yeah. has went through those same things too
0: yeah, you know, what Philly, Philly's the city that threw snowballs at Santa Claus. That's what I always think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you listen, and and this is the funny thing, when you start talking about um, fans, yeah. just the just the sidebar. When I hear people give Boston people hell, I'm like, you do realize we're all like on the same coast? So it's kind of the same people right. with with a twang of an accent.
0: We're what only separated it? by Jersey.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, we're, that's what we're only separate by. So when you start talking about the fan base, like,
0: uh, being, okay,
1: football season. Um, pretty sure you're you're a Pats fan, right?
0: I don't I don't watch football, but um, I am I'm, I'm aware in general. Okay,
1: yeah, okay. So I'm, just I'm just a want... pro
0: wrestling guy. So we're getting ready for some ECW questions.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I'm I'm fine with that, man. Yeah, we can we can get into it, man. You know, but when you when you start talking about the fan bases and stuff like. Coming from where I come from, everybody's Eagles fan. Now, me, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not an Eagles fan at all. Yeah.
0: But it must be rough.
1: <laughs> when you yeah, oh my God. Jesus Christ. It's is it's one of the most ridiculous things. And I tell people that I say if you can really make it on the East Coast, Philly, New York, Boston, like these tough cities, I say you you got you you develop uh the tough skin. Yeah. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just do. So when I look at Boston fans acting crazy, I'm like, I'm from Philly, where Eagles fans like are insanely disrespectful. Yeah, like if ever
0: goes down, I feel like Boston and Philly will be on the same side.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, because it's, it's pretty much the same city. Right.
0: Like it pretty much is, man. We're, you know, we're, what we're I mean? back to Revolutionary War days and be like, yeah. all right, we have more in common than apart. <laughs> little little bit of tea party here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny, man. Um. So yeah, it's funny because when you say Philly has an identity, it, it, I do think about um, I, I mentioned before wrestling, EC the ECW arena and some of those crowds and watching that shit on TV and being like, this is absolutely insane. Like, and I yeah. from what I heard, the as the twenty three hundred arena, I think it's now called, is is not in the best part of Philly either. I've heard that's an experience that sometimes go down there. Um, what What is it like at the hip hop shows in Philly?
1: I mean, it's the same thing, man. It's a rough and tough city. You know yeah. what I mean? All the hip-hop heads are coming out. You know, uh, you can't get booed in any given time. You know what I'm saying? If you're not bringing a special, excuse me, especially if you are upstart and you're trying to get the ball rolling, hey, man, if you come a week, they're going to let you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, um, it's a lot of love there, too. If they accept you and you're real and you're authentic and you stand on what you stand on, they're going to respect that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's it's a really dope um element, and there's so many different folks that come from uh, the city. I forgot to say, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks with Benny yes. Pass. Yeah You know what I'm saying? Um, Benny Ooh. Pass has is, is, uh made his mark in the game, and a lot of people don't talk about him. Um, good old head of mine. You know what I mean? Real solid dude. Yeah. You have.
0: I was I'm a big like, time yeah. Zarface fan. We we have our Vinny Paz. It's esoteric from Zarface. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Hell of an artist. Hell of a artist. Of yeah, a artist. Yeah. I just did a song with him that's coming out of my album next year. Dude's a friggin' beast. Nice. Shout nice out to dope. them. They signed a Virgin last week, too. Oh wow, that's dope. Is that to the Goliath Phil? Um, I don't know. Uh I know it's just I just saw him posting that, that Zarface is now on Virgin. So it's crazy to think too that like so he's a couple years older than me i mean i'm 44 and a half he's probably like 46 47 like Mm. um that like it's crazy to think that people are getting signed to major labels for the first time in their 40s for rap like that wasn't the rap that wasn't like i remember like even like i don't know if it was jay-z but he's like talking about not rapping in his 30s and stuff like that and there was no idea of what an older rapper could be But like, the thing is, the Mm -hmm. fan bases grew up with the the rappers. So it's like, we're still interested in that same music. If they're still going to make it, we'll still sell it. You know, it's.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing because the age bias is a real thing in hip hop. And I think it's only truly in hip hop, because if you look at um, rock music, those guys are out here, you know, doing bumps of coke. 79 years old getting after it doing world tours and nobody bats an eyelash you know i feel like just in hip-hop it's that kind of ageism thing and i'm so glad to see it um being um tossed to the wayside so to speak where it's like yo if you dope you dope. you build your fan base up and now these companies are starting to see that a lot of these people that you would think are independent or underground or have a certain kind of sound people are listening to them and they're mm-hmm. actual earners as opposed to them signing a lot of tiktok dancers and and, and things like that and they don't really have a follow they don't or have a organic
0: see what i'm saying yeah. those things are true yeah it's funny you know like the, i read the record man had a quote that i always think about it it goes um Rock um rap fans treat um legends like like bygones. Rock fans treat their legends like icons. And it's like, it's it's exactly what you just said. It's like, and it's been so beautiful this year about the 50th anniversary of hip hop, and that people are getting love. And it's like people are shouting out names like you know not you haven't hear as much, like the heavy D's and the Chub Rocks and like um, you know, uh black, I'm hearing black sheep on like TV commercials now. And so I've been asking this question of some of the hip hop guests that I've had on. Um, when it we're at 50 years now, where do you think hip hop's gonna be at hundred years?
1: Man, I I hope that hip hop evolves into something greater. I feel like for us to have 50 years of hip hop that started, you know, really at a a, a damn park gym, you know what I'm saying? And to, you know, us now having Doritos commercials and you can't do anything really without hip hop being involved in it in some kind of shape, form or fashion. So I believe the next 50 years should be better. I believe they will be better. You know, I feel like we're still finding our footing um, and 50 years really isn't a long time. It may be, you know what I mean? Like it may be just a long time to some, but when you look at it, it, it's really not a long time. So when you look at the success that hip hop has um, had in 50 years, I'd expect it to be the same, probably double, triple. You know what I'm saying? It's really
0: infiltrated all areas of life. Like you look at someone like Ice-T. When I was in seventh grade, Ice-T was the most dangerous man in America, according to every news article I read. And now yeah. Ice-T is doing honeycomb commercials. And you're just yeah. like, it's it's just like, and it's not like, I'm not saying Ice-T sold out one bit. I love Ice-T and I'm happy he's in this place, but it just shows you how far hip hop has come. And he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't really, you know, given up an inch. Like he is still Ice-T, you know?
1: Yeah. Same thing with like a um Snoop Dogg. Yes. You know, Snoop Dogg has more ads. Him and Shaq, I think, don't
0: sleep at all because those dudes are one You know what I love about Shaq, though? I heard Shaq talk about this once. He goes, you know what? He's like, you know why I do all these ads? These are all products I support. He goes, those general ads, they were the only place that would give me car insurance when I had nothing. So I will do ads for them forever. So it's like, you gotta, it's like, it's it's like Shaq and, and Snooper, two of the best dudes we got. Like, yeah. I and you think dudes. about them, both of them come from
1: hip-hop. Shaq can yeah. rap. Yes. Shaq has dropped some he's dope- Best verses. NBA got, rapper, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, he's got verses with Big, you know what I mean? Records with big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I think I saw him recently doing something, I think with Zero down in Houston, who yes. I'm a big fan of as yeah. well. So he's hip-hop, like you said, is infiltrated the culture where you can't escape us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we control cool. You know we're the controllers of cool, and I believe, like you said, going back to your question, what the Nets 50 the years to be? Oh man, I'm 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 uh hopefully around to see it, but I know for sure that it's going to be better, man, because we've been off to a hell of a start for the first bit.
0: Right, and I think a lot of the complaints you hear about modern hip hop is, I, yeah, I think I always try to put this through the filter of what you're really talking about when people complain about modern hip hop is what's played on the radio or played in the mainstream. There is right. still, there is more. Like pound for pound, good hip hop now, ever. Just good the fact that so many more people know how to make it, it's more people doing it, the channels are bigger. If you're willing to look for it, there's some amazing, amazing stuff out there. And you don't have to look that hard. And it's like, yeah, what happens is the mainstream has become a product. And it's like, we've, we've, it's like real artists have really lost access to the mainstream, unless you're a Beyonce or a Taylor Swift or like a really special example. Like, if you're below that level, You know, you got to do something like what Zarface did, which is grind it out for decades. And then you finally are able to do it on your own terms. So I don't know what point I'm going at here. I'm gonna get off my soapbox for a second and ask you another question. (laughs) It's
1: fine fine because it's something that me and my brother have had plenty of discussions about, about the grind. You know what I mean? About how much focus and discipline goes into this thing. You know, um, it's not for the faint of heart and trying to get fans consistently and actually build a certain kind of fan base uh, and have it being consistent. It's, it's a hell of a job, man. It's a 24-7 um, day job, man. It
0: is. And you're selling yourself all the time too, which all becomes time. tiring. It means you always have to, you know, be the same consistent version of yourself and you're just, its you're you're, you're you're kind of commoditizing yourself to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, hey, it's all for the fun. It's all for the fun of expressing ourselves. What have you found are some of the best ways to get um to get your name out there? Oh man, I I, I hustle, man. I hustle podcasts,
1: interviews, engaging with people, um, sending links around, you know, um, basically whoever I've connected with on a Twitter or Instagram, I'd be like, Well, damn. If this person has um, a certain kind of mind or like-mindedness like me, we may like the same music, same things. Then if this is their follower, nine times out of 10, right. I can engage with same them. Thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of look at it from that kind of way where it's a little bit of guerrilla marketing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where it's like, I'm gonna get it to the people. I'm gonna hustle it to the people. I'm gonna promote this product tirelessly. And those things go through the interviews. Those things go through the media. Um, those things go from like a um, word of mouth kind of way. So I okay. feel like those have been some of the ways that we've been successful in getting a nice little solid core of fans. And we're consistently growing through that. You know, um, I feel like a lot of artists um, limit themselves because they don't know how to necessarily promote their music. And I'm like, hey, get it out there people are going to say what they want to say about you regardless. Oh, you spamming me. Oh, you're promoting this. Oh, you're doing this. Oh, you're doing that. Well, the last time I checked, you're not helping me. So I have to kind of put my music out the way I have
0: to fucking put my music out. You know what I'm Anything saying? You can always like, unfollow and there'll always be someone new the next day.
1: Hey, and that's fine. Everybody's yeah. not going to make it on your journey. And I right. think we have to accept that sometimes where it's like, hey, if this person doesn't like how I'm doing things,
0: see you. Won't want to be well, it's funny too like I remember um this is kind of a uh slight diversion but like when i in the early 2000s like when i started doing like online dating the idea of meeting somebody in real life that was on the internet was so crazy it was like you're doing what like you're taking your life into your hands and it's <laughs> like now it's like i don't think people appreciate that like so i grew up like in a very small town of like 88 kids in my high school class like there was nobody who i who liked hip-hop i got teased the shit out of it and i grew up my life and i never really had like the close like hip-hop friends until like i really made the effort and meeting people on the internet i'm like oh they're right there. It's like, right. it's almost like you can find people that are basically like the version of you in a different city. And then it's like, oh, you start God. building a network of like your, you know, lot your, I don't know, lost souls, or whatever, or <laughs> no, or whatever. I don't know
1: what the word. No, is. bro. You, you tapped on something that, that, that is, um, 100% correct, which is the internet gets so much negative press that we don't look at what positives the internet has brought to us where how we're sitting here right now we connected through the internet yeah we connected to on ahead and sit down and have this conversation about hip-hop about life about what's going on in the culture through the internet like you say you can connect your network is your net worth you know what I'm saying? And that's something I truly believe in as well as it's like, hey, network with as many people as you can, because you never know who knows who you never know who could be in a great position and how you guys can both benefit each other in a certain kind of way. You know, you know what's saying? funny? I
0: learned about the internet and doing this podcast is that yeah. people have conversations with you in public, like we're having now, that they essentially would never have with you in private. And it's not that they wouldn't have them on some sort of principle for reason, but if I just like hit you up on the internet and was like, hey, can I just call you and we're was gonna talk for an hour? Like people would be like, I, I I don't know what's going on, but if you're like we're doing an interview and it's like it's totally different. And I found that I've had all these like great conversations with people that never would have happened in any other way. Because it's like, you at least start off with a pretense of like, you can go look and see that I'm not crazy. I got a bunch of other stuff out here and like, whatever. Right. <laughs> but like, it's just, it, it's a whole opportunity that like, in all my years, I never really realized how fulfilling it can be and how, you know, like you, what it does is it cuts the heart of like, you know, you and I aren't going to sit here and talk about what we ate for lunch. It, for like too long like, like you would if you met somebody in an elevator talk about what you ate for lunch and what you had on ele- and like or what the weather's like we cut right, right to what it is that we have in common and it's like all the bullshit is just like you know who cares if we both you know like the same shoe brand you know, I guess well that's kind of hip hop right. but like you know what i'm saying like it's a beautiful thing that i only realize now at this stage of my life
1: yeah no nah, like i said it's a, it's a dope thing man it connects people you know and 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 that's what i love about it i've connected with so many dope people, you know, um, through the internet, good friends, actually, yeah, you know what I mean? Through the internet where, you know, like you said, we, we had a certain kind of common interest and then we learned more and more about each other and talked more and talked about certain things. And then, you know, the more and more you talk, different other, you know, subjects and conversations happen. And um, I've, I've found that i found a lot of dope people through that and made a lot of dope connections through that so you know i always look at the internet as a powerful tool man it can yep. be used for good it can be used for evil it can be used for positive it can be used for negative but i always want to see the positive of it yep. and that's what i focus
0: definitely so that actually reminds me of something else this is a perfect segue um, though when you say it's a perfect segue, is it really? The um there's been a kind of a weird thing happening with the podcast where I reached out to these people in different cities and there ends up being some weird coincidence that comes out of it. Like one, my man wordplay in um Alaska, he was telling me about what his album cover was gonna look like. He was describing this like this some oh anime thing i knew nothing about and he's like i'm like oh okay whatever and then later on after the interview to my right and it was this exact same sticker that i've had on my storage drive for 10 years by some weird coincidence the next day i'm like is is this it he's like yeah so like that's happened about three or four times and it happened again today with you so I always do a little bit of homework um, before the interviews, and I was on your Twitter, and you referenced an album that meant a lot to you and your dad, I believe, is what you said, and this is an album that means a lot with me and my dad, and I recently bought it just because I bought my dad a record player with the extent, with the express purpose of bringing it up to their house and playing it and enjoying that experience with them, and it is this record. Wow! (laughs) This record is everything to me. It's it's, it's, For me, it's my favorite Hendrix record. It's like... It's 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 not it's not the the fires and the hate and the foxy whatever I can't those are all great songs, cross dutch ethics, but it's amazing, man. So tell me a little bit about your your experience with this amazing record, Banded Gypsies by Hendrix. That is crazy that you.
1: I feel like we just had like one of those Nardcore moments. Yes. Where somebody like taps in on you and you're like, whoa, like that just kind of hits me different. I
0: know. Um, and you and I clearly we're from different worlds, and it's like the fact that this record meant so both both of us and our families is very it's awesome, you know. Bro, I I can remember um, weekends.
1: And just hearing who knows
0: playing. Oh my God,
1: that man. And Jimi Hendrix is number one in rock to me. I don't care what anyone says. You can fight me, whatever. I believe that because of what he did with a guitar. His voice would go with the guitar.
0: And his guitar could go with his voice effortlessly. It could. He was like he was almost commenting on himself while it was, yeah. it's, just, it's so beautiful. It's it's as crisp today as it was then, too. Yo, bro, like power of soul, message to love.
1: You know, yeah. I play message to love at least twice or three times a week. That's one of my favorite records. Power of Soul as well, like the beginning of Power of Soul, till it gets to the singing part for like a maybe a minute or two minutes. He's playing is he's just riffing, really. Yeah. And he's playing his ass, you yes, know, yeah. um, coupled with Buddy Miles, you know, um, singing on it. And then Billy Cox being a hell of a bass player. Like, I just wish it would have been um, more work with those guys. But just that right. piece of art right there, man, changed yeah. my life, bro. Changed how I looked their music. <laughs> yeah, be I never yeah. heard anything like that. I mean, and I was
0: pretty familiar with Hendrix before I ever heard it. Like all, oh, like you know, are you? They argue, they, they, were, they did a lot of reissues in the '90s of his stuff, and this was this is one of the last ones they did. And I just remember seeing this cover. I'm like, what is that? And it's just it totally delivered. Um, yeah. it's just an absolutely remarkable um, piece of work. Yeah, man. Like from from beginning
1: to end, man. Like Hendrix was just at another level. And it felt like on that album, I'm going to kind of do a subway with this, my damn self. Biggie's one of my favorite rappers ever. Me too. I feel like when you listen to Biggie on Victory and you hear, that's like his last recorded record, and you hear how good he was starting to become and how comfortable he was starting to become on the tracks. That record for Hendrix, I feel, was like him getting to a certain point Music, That's a good point. You know, where he was able to just start settling in like, oh, this is kind of what I can control this guitar now. Or like Neo in The Matrix. I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah, with the yeah, movie. yeah. Yep. But when Neo's at the end of the movie and he's looking at the agents and he's like, yo, I'm, I'm faster than them. Yeah. Like I'm I can do this way better now and it's effortless. That's how that album is to me. Like it's oh man. Whew, yeah. That uh, we we could talk about that for hours on yeah. end, man. Like yeah. that. That's
0: a great analogy too, though, with Biggie, because um I think All About the Benjamins is one of the last ones, too. Yeah. I, I believe and it's like that the um Fuck the state pen, fuck who was at Penn State. I remember when I, when I first heard that going that, and like the rock remix of that song might be one of the greatest remixes ever, where he just goes mm-hmm. so hard. But I yeah. think it's edited. I don't. Know if, I don't know if there's an unedited version of it. Um, or Um at if there is. I look at that, knocking shit over. Um, <laughs> you are all good, man? Yeah, man. That's. Um, I absolutely love that. Biggie's and he, he was one of those people that like. I can't even imagine what he would be doing now, like. It's just, it's just such a frigging waste. And here we are. They just arrested somebody for the murder of Tupac. Which, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, man. You was, know,
0: justice being man. served, I guess. After the guy confessed yeah. on the internet like twelve times. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> to say the least. But
1: that's that's the again the power of the internet, right?
0: Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of beef and hip hop, um, we mentioned before. Uh, uh, um, Beanie Siegel, and uh, for me, I love Beanie Siegel. Um, Jada Kiss for me is one of my top ever. That that beef, do you remember? Um, I do you remember that beef playing out in real time when you were there? Because I remember that one felt personal for some it reason. Was, but You know what?
1: I think I think really it was getting there, but I think they slowed it down. Um, because what a lot of people don't know is Jada Kiss is in Philly all the time. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't even know that he's consistently in Philly all the time. Because yeah. again, when you start talking about us East Coast cities, your Boston, your New Yorks, you know, um, your Phillies, even a DC, um, it's really the same kind of culture in the same way we get around, especially in those three cities. Yep. Um, so you feel a lot comfortable if you grew up in a certain kind, one of those cities, you feel comfortable in
0: one of the other ones. You yeah. Like,
1: oh, this is the same kind of thing. He may say it differently, but I, I was in Brooklyn
0: this- two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and yeah. I bet you you felt right at home.
0: I actually you know did, yeah.
1: Like you didn't. It didn't bother you because you're used to that kind of hustle yeah. and bustle. I was in a record
0: me. store, and a cockroach walked right over my uh, my foot, and I didn't even didn't even flinch. Felt <laughs> no, right at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh man, my chest
1: hurts. Yeah. No, nah, man, but with with the with the beanie situation, I I truly feel that. Um, it was getting personal there, but I feel like they were men, man enough to squash it. You know what I mean? And you can say it's biased, and and I'm fine with that. But I think Beanie beat Jada in that, me yeah. personally. You know, um, I feel like Jada Kiss threw a lot of great lines at him, but I feel like Beanie's overall delivery and aggressiveness um, to the tracks kind of edged out Jada a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, no I, I can't expect- argue with that. J- yeah, and there's no disrespect to Jada. Jada's a legend. Like we're yeah. not going to get it fucked up and act like he's not. But
0: and that, Jada's, that's my fault. Jada's diss at fifty. Um, God, what I always forget what it's called. It's um, yes, the the the, yeah. the at the um the Garden of Nassau, like that. Um, that to me is the most is the great. That's my favorite diss song of all time. I can listen to that over and over again. He just takes him down (laughs) it's like going to see 50 at a show and he don't come out singing (laughs) like (laughs) like it's just like it's so perfect. it feels so effortless for him you're just like you are one smooth motherfucker jada yeah man Yeah, yeah man you know what, so I heard this story about Beanie recently, which is very interesting. It plays into just some technology stuff today. So for anybody who's um, following Beanie, he, you know, he's had some health issues over the years. Um, I uh, He was shot some, times, uh, some time ago, and his voice has never really recovered. And I read a story, an interview recently, talked about how he's using AI now to be able to take, to wrap, and have it transform it to sound like the old Beanie, which... I, I haven't heard any of those tracks here if they've been released yet, but that sounds pretty... I mean, it's like there's a, we talked about the good and the bad of the internet and like yeah. AI obviously is going to be a lot of bad things. But to me, I hear that and I'm like, that's beautiful that it gets it gets it back for him a little bit because it sucks that like to have your voice be everything you have and to lose it, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially a recognizable one like yes, Beanie Teagulls. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I hope that it does work out well for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As far as it translated into the AI, because you know we've seen a hundred different AI things that came out. You're like, whoa! Like yeah. this is either really horrible or really spooky. Like who the hell is this rapping one here? Like I think they had did one for Big.
0: Yeah, that was not. Funny. <laughs> they did one of. I saw one the other day of Mac Miller rapping an Eminem song, and I was just like, this is gross. I yeah, mean, they, like I, you're doing too much. I read something the other day um, from you know. I try to keep up on like technology stuff and one of these guru dudes that's right half the time and wrong the other half the time said next year there's going to be an absolute flood of ai music i so i what i suspect might happen is that you may see the streaming platforms be dealing with an enormous influx of uploads and stuff like that of this ai music it'll be cranked out what i don't see really happening is people gravitating to that because there is like even like how um like People are more likely to check out your music because they they listen to this interview and they talk to you and got to know you or something. And therefore, they've heard your story and they're more likely that absolute lack of a story, I still think creates a distance between the listener and the music. And I just don't believe that I think this A.I. music will take over in the sense of, you know, people aren't going to want to pay to, to have a composer come in and write a little ditty anymore. They'll just have, they'll make a sound bed with AI or something. But I just don't see it taking over um, what people actually want to and choose to listen to. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I,
1: I don't believe that at all. I think with a lot of these people that work in the tech world, I think their job is to sell a product. And they don't care how they sell the product, whether it's by fact or fiction, by fear or flight, they don't really care as long as the product gets sold or it gets marketed.
0: In some instances, Um, they're making themselves the product by being the doomsday speaker too. So they're they're selling, you know, they're like, if I say this on this thing, they might bring me onto this station to say this as well, you know? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you're,
1: again, when when you're a knowledgeable person and you actually look at things below um, sea level or uh, beneath the surface, so to speak, you can look through those things, man. And, i don't know how you're going to be able to um replicate um the human emotion um of a record you know um ai has shown that it can um repeat a certain kind of human emotion i believe but i don't think that it can necessarily um give you that because it is a computer you know yeah. it doesn't have those feelings and emotions. When you're sitting down, you're writing a rap, you're writing a rap from your heart, from your mind, from your yeah. soul, from your experiences. You know what I'm saying? With the AI, they're basically just gonna be going from okay, this is a beat, I can just plug this here, plug this there, plug this there, and there's no emotion in it. Right. So I feel like certain certain things may be a little bit successful from the AI, but I don't know if it's just gonna take over where it's gonna be like oh, people like us is just going to be like, oh, you know, we have to do an AI track now and change right. my voice to do this. I, I I don't believe that at all. And I've seen a lot of people trying to talk about that, but I I, I view it um, as pure marketing ploy.
0: <laughs> I think there's going to be a few runaway songs that really like take off that are AI. And then, then that's, that's going to be the moment that a lot of people actually confront how they feel about this. And then I think the problem is there's never going to be, that'll be as good as it ever gets and everything is. it's sort of like if you tried to make like when they made like Mac and Me a few years after E.T. it's like well E.T. was E.T. and now we got Mac and Me and you're just like well that's that's what we're left with and I think the novelty I think there may be like there'll be. I think AI music will find its little niche of places where it belongs and where it's like we're, we're excited society accepts it as, as being something whether it's whether it's maybe an improv comic doing something on the fly or like it'll be essentially a novelty but I think it'll have a little moment and then people will decide how they feel about it and move on. I just don't see people embracing it as like, you know, and I don't see artists embracing it as a satisfying way to make music. It's like, you know, I can see like, you know, there's sometimes when I'm, you know, I do a lot of my own, production and i struggle at the end with mixing it because like it's really it's, it's hard to be objective over your own your own voice so i always prefer other people to mix it. but when i do it sometimes i do wish i had a randomizer button that goes okay if i hit this button maybe this time it's going to make it sound like an old beastie boy song and this time it's going to make it sound like a g unit song and that to me is a little intriguing but are you still the artist at the end um because to some degree when when you don't really do and you're just twisting knobs you're essentially doing that anyway and but you yeah. still have to have that of going, hey, this is the one that not only did I connect with, but other people will connect with. So I think that's where the artist is always going to have to be, you know, the end-all be-all.
1: Absolutely. I feel like with any part of technology, especially when you're doing songs, that's one thing that we consistently do uh, with a lot of our records is we sit down and we build with the engineer. We find out the different tricks and stuff that we can use within records to make the record feel more enhanced, you know what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem with people using AI or anything like that from that perspective. But as far as like dealing with the songs and the song structure and how it should go, yeah, I don't see it. And that's just me, you know. But I do agree with you as far as it um, probably hitting on maybe about three or four like hit songs out of nowhere and then people will kind of start running towards the new thing type of deal. I, I definitely see that for sure. But, you know, we saw snap music, you know, happen a couple of years ago. No one's snapping their fingers now. No so, no,
0: one's, no one's paying money for ringtones either. Can you believe? Not I, I saw a meme that was like, I used to buy ringtones. Now if this thing makes a frigging noise, I'm ready to throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Bro rat. Bro rap. Bro rat. But ringtones, um, I think that was a
1: dope thing in music too, because it actually let um, artists make some money if you had some um, investments um within certain ringtone companies, you made a boatload of
0: money off. Yeah. It. Yeah. I had the ringtone from Baby I Got Your Money by ODB. And it was the it oh, was yeah. just because just of the melody, it was the perfect ringtone. It sounded amazing on like one of those old like little Nokia phones, like do 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 that shit. Um let's talk a little bit about Dead Wrong Records. Um is yeah. that a tribute to Biggie? Um, yes and no.
1: Yes and no. Of course, you know, when you hear that deer wrong, the first thing you will think of is the Biggie record. Which yeah. is a phenomenal record, by the way. I've always loved it. I always like the uh, version of I Eminem mean, on it, too.
0: The seven um, different um, levels of devil worship and worse, of course, his heads, human sacrifices and cannibalism, the animals having sex with them, camels, mammals, and rabbits. That it's ridiculous.
1: M, yo, dog, Eminem really goes like psycho on does. Him, literally.
0: I remember hearing that and going, and didn't I had to play it back a few times? And was that really Eminem? Because his voice sounded a little, it was always like he didn't usually rap with that cadence of his voice. And I wasn't even sure that it was him, but like he is slam. And I yeah, mean, Biggie you know, absolutely kills it too. I mean it's
1: yeah, 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 yeah yeah. yeah.
0: And there's no that's without saying, you know
1: but. it's it's a hell of a song, man. That's why I love both versions. but I feel like one of the reasons, one of the main reasons we went with "Dear wrong as far as the title is concerned, is we feel like we are the anti. You know, we're dead wrong. Like you know, we're 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 not going with the status quo of what you guys want to do. We're not going to submit to anything that you guys want to go in here and do. We're going to make our own way. We did wrong. We're doing everything that you would consider wrong. But then once you guys see what we're building, you're like, "Damn, maybe they was right. Maybe they was doing it the right way." You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where that um that name derived from for sure. And we uh, we live up to it with all of the music. You know, even when you listen to West Philly 187 or any of our records that we've ever put out, uh, we produce things differently. We rap differently. You know, we put together hooks differently, song structures. It's a different kind of wave. You know, yeah. so when you're a listener and you actually come into um, the music, you're like, "Damn, this is dope!" But it's unique in its own way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's not something that you can say, "Oh, that sounds just like so and so's music." No, it does not. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It's a it's a whole nother sound. It's a whole nother wave. So that's where the Dear Braun title derived from. We just I know it's funny
0: different. as you say that. Like, cause I remember watching the video and going this feels familiar but doesn't feel like anybody else it, it has what you're talking about where it's like you know everybody now is like yo i'm the new griselda i'm like we only got one we only need one we only got one that's fine yeah. and it's like you know you're still talking about some of the same stuff but it doesn't have that it doesn't sound like that um you know it's 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 got its own flavor for sure you know
1: what it's like bro and and, and i'm a um me and my brothers are like kings of analogies, right? So we probably have an analogy for like everything.
0: Yeah, but I do that too.
1: <laughs> it's almost like when you look at basketball, right? And you see Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman at the Hall of Fame, right? And all of them got their jackets on, all of them standing there. They're all Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. All three of them played basketball, but they played basketball differently. Yeah. All Good three point. of them did. Michael Jordan was that kind of scorer, dude, killer, ferocious, closed the game out, right. could defend. And Rodman Pittman,
0: in there, too. Another totally different player. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah. But But all three of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Yep. They all are successful. All of those guys are some of the greatest basketball players to go down. So going back to your point, Rosalda, much respect to them brothers. They've killed the game for a couple of years. They got yeah. mainstream hit, uh, songs. They got mainstream hits, they got a lot of um following, you know what I'm saying? And they created their own lane, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And they were doing, like you said, more of the gangster rap kind of thing, the street-oriented lyrics and bars and beats and stuff. We're doing the same thing, but we're doing it totally different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it much respect to them, but it's it's a whole nother wave, man. And that's what we focus on. We focus on being different and being unique where it's like like you just see it out of your own mouth where it's like yeah this is this is familiar but it's not familiar in a way where it's like okay i can latch that on to someone or something you know what i'm saying and that's what we were um going with when we're dropping any of our music that's that's the game plan that make it a different experience for the listener
0: yeah yeah I mean, I highly recommend people check this out. And I think this, I'll try to release this episode as, as soon as possible to your release date, like, um, you know, in November. But um, so when I, so by the time people are watching this, um, Rise of Corleone will be out. Uh, but the, uh, what else do you have that's already released that people can go and check out now, people such as myself?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we got an a album actually on Spotify, um, Dawn of the Dead. Um, that was basically a compilation project of people on our label and a lot of dope artists that we actually know. Shout out to Deaf Soldier. If you're not familiar with him, please check him out. Deaf Soldier is a really dope lyricist from the Bronx. One of my brothers, really dope. He just uh, signed with Rock Nation recently. Um, Awesome. Congratulations to him. He's really doing some dope things. He's on the project. Um, and Then my sister, my big sister, Pretty Bully, um, she's a wrecking ball. Like If you're talking about from bars, Um, Charisma on the track. She's on there as well. She actually has her own record on here called Certified, and we're actually going to be putting some work together, but um, Dawn of the Dead, um, you can look that up. That's on all streaming platforms right now. Um, You can go to our SoundCloud page on Dead Wrong Records. Um, We have most of our singles on there that we've dropped um, over the years, so you can actually get a chance to hear the progression, so Mm -hmm. to speak, where you can go back and be like, wow, they've been doing this for a little bit but the music continuously progressed continuously got better. And you yep. can kind of hear that on the SoundCloud page as well. And um, we're going to be uploading a lot more singles and stuff. We're actually going to be probably dropping another single um, off of this project of Roz Aquileon on October 17th. So the date for Roz dropping is uh, Halloween. You know what Excellent. I'm saying? So we're going to have different promo videos and different things during this month to really get everybody going. Um, in the right direction to be um, anticipating the project, but I believe the 17th, we want to go in ahead and drop a single too, so make sure you guys look out for that, but if you want to look the stuff up on my Twitter, on my Instagram, um, follow me on there um, at King Shams, K-I-N-G-S-H-A-M-P-Z, we have all of the updates on my Twitter and Instagram, I always keep the page active, consistently talking about new things that we're doing, and then, you know, sports takes and stuff too, so Come fuck with me man interact with me you know i always i'm a good follower and i love to follow people back and see what they're doing as well yeah
0: so from so how do you end up being a cowboys fan is that just like we just sucked up in the love of emmett smith that so much of america was in the 90s or is there is there more to it <laughs> well see, this, he, he this, seems this, to be the one that won over a lot of america
1: <laughs> i'm more i'm more um of when to went to the cowboys ah okay Yeah, when T.O. went to the Cowboys, T.O. was my favorite wide receiver Um, at the time. I didn't care where he played. Um, I just was a fan of T.O. And when T.O. went to the Cowboys and I just learned, learned more and more about the franchise. And me being the person that I am, I actually like to be the top dog and I like to be um, hated. I've been hated forever from different people. And the Cowboys probably most hated franchise in history.
0: Well, like, Patriots, uh, I mean, we're, right we're up here, there with you. <laughs>
2: right
1: too. I was about to say, yeah. I was about to say, y'all are right there, too, because Tom Brady, I've never seen so many people wish on somebody's downfall yeah. as much as Tom Brady's, and he kept kicking everybody's ass, so, you know... um he it is. was funny,
0: I, I only ever went to one Patriots game, it was for a friend's basketball part, I'm not really like a sports guy in general like, like I, said, I like wrestling, I like shit like that, and like hip hop <laughs> and like, I just was there, I was really drunk and pretty high, but I, I'm a, I was a very mellow dude, and I was never, I just wouldn't get that excited and something happened, and I wasn't even paying attention everybody screams and cheers, and this one woman I'm just kind of sitting there, like, spaced out, this woman turns to me and goes, why are you even here? And I'm like, whoa, lady! <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, no, I guess I thought we were on the same side. I guess I, we're not really impacting the game here, lady. We're in the standing we're, section. We're, yeah, we're kind of like watching to see what happens. Yeah, sports. yeah. You know,
1: I was just get, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, people get psycho about sports. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of what happened with me, man. I I kind of been rocking with them ever since, man. That's that's my team. I'm a diehard. I get a lot of flack for it, but one thing I can say that's the funniest thing I think about being a Cowboys fan is if we lose, damn near the the weatherman will call your house and let you know that you lost. But, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, you know, the janitor from 12 uh, years ago at your middle school or whatever, like, yeah. you know, he just calls, oh, the Cowboys lost, but if we win, the air's Crickets. better, you hear nothing. You don't <laughs> yes. hear anything, bro. Like, it's, it's hilarious. It's People hilarious. aren't
0: leaving their houses, carbon fuel emissions are going down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dolphins bro. are coming back to the, you know, East River. Bro, it's the
1: craziest feeling. Like, I think the, the recent game we had just lost um to Arizona, and everybody gave a shit for it. Then we just played you guys, beat y'all guys pretty good. But, yeah. you know, Bill Belichick's still building the team around. Um, he knew what
0: he wants. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, like, how many – yeah, like, after, after a while, he's the best coach in, in the history of football, and that's yeah. just the way it is. But, as soon as we beat the Patriots, I my phone was dry. You know, it, was, <laughs> it was just dry. Like I couldn't get a call from a telemarketer. That yeah. day. So
0: <laughs> it's funny. It um I had um I had predicted this a while, and it just came true recently that I'm like one of the secret winners of AI AI technology is gonna be Alan Iverson. And I did just see him pop up on an ad the other day for for an AI ad, and I'm like, oh, his phone is ringing. He's gonna be every AI product and to be like, Yo, Alan, what are you doing? He's gonna be saying like, "Practice, practice!" Like into like, into, like AI for the, and I'm there for. It. I love AI. Like he's Yeah, Mike. Right. He's a hometown hero, man. Yes. Even though he's not
1: even from Philly, he's from Virginia. But like, he what that dude? Well in Philly sport? Yeah, yeah. He might as well be. He used to be in West Philly all the time. Like yeah. we used to see his wife used to come out of the store buying homies and stuff. Like they they always was in West Philly. <laughs> yes. So yeah, man. man. Ah, but um, yes, it, it's it, it's going to be um a hell of a time on the 31st, man. I'm, Are you I'm, planning I'm, any I'm... shows or anything? Yeah, 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 man. We're trying to go a here and actually get a tour together for the project. Um, probably I want to say like in December. Um, we want to kind of start doing some shows, get some stuff ready for like the beginning of the year. You know, because once you're kind of in that third quarter fourth quarter mode it's a lot harder to get the shows and venues the way yeah. you want you know so everybody's um, booking
0: a christmas party or a lot more people have other plans and stuff it's time for family Can't
1: really get it rolling the way you want to but at the top of the year i believe if you're attacking the stuff right now you'll be able to put together successful shows and or tours so that's kind of our plan right now getting some stuff together taking some label meetings getting some stuff together from the business part of it and um we know that Miles and Corleone's going to do his thing, and with a visual like West Philly Wayne Sevens, which is really doing some really dope organic numbers. Like those are real views, we're not paying for yeah. nothing. The people are coming and engaging with us, so it's been really uh, successful for us. We expect the next visual, one the visual after that, to be the same. But we expect really at the beginning of the year to the middle of the year to really be running shit. That's you awesome. know, like no joke. <laughs> you know, Sweet. we feel like we feel like we can really dominate in this game. So, um, Roscoe is really going to be the start of it. October 31st, people go check it out. We're going to be dropping a single October 17th. That's going to be dope. It's going to be called like that. That record is going to be crazy. Like really crazy. I'll make sure I give you a sneak peek of it too, brother. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. Who does your production? Oh, my brother Azan, Yeah. He does all of the production. Any beat that you've ever heard me rap on, he's done for sure. You know, um, if it's not like a freestyle to like a dope classic instrumental, which I do have some of those on YouTube by the way. Dope yeah. so King Champs on the YouTube. I uh, did a really dope joint to move by Jay Dilla. Um I did a really dope uh, freestyle to uh um uh, damn it, it slipped on my mind and I'm listening to it in my head. It's crazy, right? Um Cooley High. Um yes. I did one in Cooley High as well. Um and it's a couple other freestyles I did that's on YouTube. But if it's not like a hip hop instrumental classic hip-hop instrumental anything that's original he did from top to bottom
0: that's dope man yeah it really blends well with um, with your voice It all it all just has that it combines the, like that x factor like i definitely i do this thing Like whenever like i check out artists it's like i always like sit there going waiting for it to suck and I'm like, I, and I always hope it doesn't because I always want to like, I don't want to like, I've had a few people approach me with interviews and like, I kind of looked at their stuff and I'm like, I can't talk to you for an hour. I can tell by listening to your music. I can't talk to you for an hour. <laughs> like yeah. This isn't, we're not, we're not like going to be able to. And with you, like, it was like, I had never seen the voice before, but like I saw it for the first time last night because it was running after like Jeopardy or something. I couldn't find the remote. <laughs> and like, I got to say, like, I hit the button on you right away. I was like, All right, I'm in. I was like, you know, like four bars in and I'm like, this dude's got it. Like he's, he's really talented. I appreciate that, bro, man. And like I said, it's a, it's a thing of
1: <clears throat> me being nuanced and me paying attention to detail and wanting to be great. I want to be one of the greatest of all time to ever pick up the mic. That's one of the things that drives me, you know what I mean? Like consistently. Yeah. And, and I feel that all of us um, as artists, should have that same mentality and not really care what the other person thinks or these other people think. Consistently yes. work on your craft and continue to get better. You know what I mean? Continue to focus and look at those things that you deem as weaknesses and make them your strengths. You know what I mean? Like really dominate the mic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Really dominate your 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 uh, transitions and records. Really dominate your ad-libs. Focus on those little things so then <clears throat> the bigger things would be easy. And you'll be running over tracks. You know what I mean? And I still think that I have so much more to do. You know what I mean? From an artist's perspective of being where I need to be. So it's great that people appreciate me. I really appreciate that for sure. But I'm not where I need to be yet. And I need to be better. And that's my constant mentality. I never sit on my laurels at all. It's like, okay, that's cool. That's a great record. I have to get better on it. That's why. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you know i That's heard Versify I... nine talk about this with like he has a lot of young artists come through heaven studios in detroit and he goes he's always like no matter what he's like they come back with something like rewrite it rewrite it keep rewriting it like like find every it's like i find that writing a 16 in reverse is sort of like you're like kneading a dough and it's like you can't stop until it's totally smooth it's like Mm -hmm. you can't leave the bumps in there you got to mix the mash but unless you're like with lumps mix it until it's smooth like you can't leave the bumps in there because what I'll, i'll check out like some you know rappers it's like you know i think tyler said that he found somebody on youtube that had like two views and now the guy's a star and it's like so i know they're out there and you hear people that have like no views that are amazing and you're always hoping stuff to be good but you can hear something in the first four bars where someone's like I can't believe this person heard themselves spitting a flow that offbeat and just let it go. Like you have to keep reading <laughs> it until it's smooth. Like people just decide this is like, and I did this for years. It's like it's not just writing and it's not just rapping. It's the combination of writing and rapping. Just like with comic books, where it's not just um, the picture and it's not just the photo, the, the drawing. It's the combination of them. And it's yeah. like good writing is not going to save you from having a shitty flow. And having a great flow will get you is essentially a parlor trick until you're a good writer. And it's really about finding like this, that, that middle area. And that's what I always look for in, in artists that is people who figured that out and they figure out you're not going to bullshit somebody by having a couple tricks up your sleeve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. After,
1: after a while, um, you want to get found out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna get found out if you're not a person that has a skill set. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that what was can... it's about.
0: You said the word craft and skill set. Those are two yeah. perfect words to use if you actually want to take the hip hop seriously. That's the way you should be thinking about it. Yeah.
1: That's the only way you wanna want to hear to get better. And you're actually gonna have people that wanna to listen to your music, that wanna interview, that want to see you go far because they actually see and hear the effort. They actually yes. see and hear the skill set. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of people fail to realize that within this thing that we call hip hop is that you got to have a certain level of skill, man. You, you know do. what I mean? And and I truly, like I and said. self-awareness
0: every- is a big thing, too. You have to be self-aware.
1: Oh, Bro, do you know how many times I've listened to records and I say, yo, you know what? This record is shitty. It is. Sometimes that, it's my own records. Yeah, so it's like, and, it's, yep. and it's me. But it's yeah. like I have to be honest with myself or if I'm writing a rap and I'm like, you know what? This isn't my best effort. These are a couple of good lines, but I'm not putting that effort into what I'm saying. I'm not putting a certain level of emphasis on what I'm saying. So I need to rewrite. I right. need to refocus. I need to regroup. I need to rethink it. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and, and bring myself back to the drawing board and say, okay, now this sounds like King Shams. This is what a King Shams record is supposed to sound like. Yeah. Let's go on again and put that out and, and put that out to the masses and let people eat it up. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, that's a hundred percent of that. Being self aware is probably
0: the first step, right? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That'll get you far in life everywhere because it's like it's, it. it's you know. Um, so we don't. I don't actually usually do this with rapper guests, but we might as well do here to close it out. I want to do top five. Who are your top five MCs?
1: Let's see. Big
0: Hove
1: Nas Rockham. Um, mm, I'll
0: probably throw pop right there. Alright.
1: You know the,
0: the classics. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I stamp all of those. Um I'm gonna give just mine that are the, my personal favorites that I love. It's um Black Thought. Definitely mm-hmm. up there. Um Elza from Detroit, probably my favorite MC of all time. Um, Mac Miller to me is somebody who I just can't believe how much when I listen to his music, it just it shakes me to the core. I never expected that. Um GZA from Wu Tang to oh, me man, is just like low-key like heaven. seashells. Yeah. Um, and then Jadakus is to me. Jadakus to me is like he's one of those MCs that you just He's just, like I mentioned before, about your voice, you hear Jada go. I'm like, you got a leg up, and you didn't, you didn't rest on that, because it's like there's some people out there goes who are like, oh, I got a good voice, that'll take me everywhere. Jada, like, at some point, recognized that he had this voice, and he goes, I'm going to make everything I can out of this, and he became the sharpest freaking pen out there. I just, that dude, I just, when I and when I hear one of his songs, I'm just like, well done, sir. <laughs> like I just every like, and so like it was, I don't, wow. yeah. Like I and I like I don't like calling people out for getting killed on their own songs, but when I listen to Right Where You Stand, which is this is going to be a sacrilege to a lot of like hardcore gangster fan, gangster fans, but Jadakiss Kiss on Right Where You Stand, where he's like, you know, I invest my money in the haze and in the dope because right now I'm currently a slave for Interscope. To me, are like two of the best open. That's like two of the best opening bars I've ever heard in the song ever. Where I'm just like, wow, first two bars, you're taking a big swing at your record label like that, and then you just crush it, you know. I
1: Fucking love that dude. <laughs> no, nah, that's a that's a dope top five. I'm not I'm not even mad at that top five at all. Because I feel like you cover um the underground, you cover the mainstream, you cover some alternative, you cover like a lot of different parts that is in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mac Miller, definitely you have to put him up there now. You know, um just yeah. for his musicality and his ability to write insane. You know what I mean? And do a lot of different things on records um yeah. jada of course you know jada's Jada. you know you you don't really got to say too much about him and throwing you know, Jizza you know. in there um for a little bit i'm not even gonna lie i was listening to nothing but Jizza, liquid swords of beneath the surface yeah like those two albums right there from a penmanship standpoint are nasty
0: i just bought beneath the surface on vinyl while i was in atlanta and i got it home and it had had it was a, it was a two record set but i had the same record in there twice and I was like, "Fuck!" And I just want to give a shout out to Comeback Vinyl in in um Alpharetta, Georgia. They shipped it back to me for free. They ordered another one, checked to make sure it was okay, and sent it back my way. So shout out Comeback Vinyl. There, some of the they're one of the best stores you can buy from online and in person. And that record is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the paper plate, the disc at fifty cent. That is just that the beat is. I love that. I have always wanted to do something over the beat. It's so fucking smooth. It's just yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. oh man i love that oh i want to go listen to that tonight actually (laughs) i'm getting excited (laughs) just thinking about it and it's like he talks about how on on that beat how like nobody has like i don't see people with a g unit tattoos i see people with wu-tang tattoos on their face and i'm like i got my wu-tang tattoo on my leg (laughs) and like it's like ah man fucking love that shit it's just i when i first started rapping there were really when i first started hearing rap and we'll actually rap on this um there were (laughs) There were four acts to me that really introduced me to rap. And it was Jadgy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. It was the Beastie Boys. It was NWA and it was Digital Underground. And it's like, if you were like, take like a square and put those in each corner, like there's so much in between all that where you're like, that covers so much ground. And it's like, it's, it's like like the, the Digital Underground and NWA might as well be from different planets, but it's all still hip hop, you know? What was it for you that when you first heard hip hop, like, did you have similar moments with artists where you're just like, wow, like, this is like, when you first start discovering what the genre was, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, When I first, I I tell this story a lot, but I think what
1: influenced me to be a artist um, in the first place was watching Fade to Black, the DVD, the documentary that Jay-Z did for the uh, Black album.
0: Um, where Mike D from the Beastie Boys is there when he's, he's losing his mind with Rick Rubin and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he's so, like at the Grammy in the bathroom <laughs> bro I, I love that and I love with Just Blaze where he's like I basically only um I only do this to uh for I only make beats so I can pay, pay for my video game habit or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Yo, I've seen it
1: comes in here bro like that. I remember
0: watching Beyonce and that being, being like she's like Tina Turner the way she was dancing in those heels I was just, I was blown away but I was like she could really fucking move
1: Yeah, yeah, man. That that whole DVD, like, just seeing all of the people that were legends, Gold Space, show up and perform.
0: Slick Rick with the chains, I forgot about
1: that. We brought all the chains for him. Yo, bro, like that DVD really changed my life in a way where it was like, y'all really want to do this. I think another one um, moment um, where I was listening to hip hop or listening to a certain album was when I first heard Illmatic. When I first heard Illmatic yeah. and listened to how sharp Nas was at such a young age, it was just crazy to me, you know, um, what's, a, what's another moment?
0: If I you love that, Illmatic, there's so, like Elza, he had his own album called Elmatic, where he had this group, Will Sessions, record. They made, like, they played, like, basically Illmatic, like, on instruments and, and sampled those, and I don't, like, no, the idea that anybody would take on redoing Illmatic is insane, and to say that it's good is whatever. Elza murders it, one of my top five favorite hip-hop albums of all time, mm-hmm. and, like, I highly recommend, it's amazing. Like, yeah,
1: I gotta check that John out. I've seen, I've seen it come across on, like, Twitter and instagram like a lot of people talk about it but i never got the chance to listen you, to it so gave the recommendation yeah. I, I gotta tap in Some and, and of like you,
0: and once you, know. you really start getting into elza you'll be like why i said to someone else i'm like did he like like piss on jimmy ivine's shoes because nobody this good should be this like you know like under the radar everybody should be talking about elza every day so right So what Um, what are you going to say? No, um, Illmatic. Illmatic was one of those moments
1: in hip hop too that really changed my life um, to really love the art form and really focus in on the crap a lot. Um, Let me see. What's another dope moment? I'm just really just listening to the music, man. You know what I mean? Like every time I listen to like Wu-Tang Clan, you know, when I first listened to Cream, you know what I mean? Cream was crazy. Um, Daytona 500 um, with Raekwon. You know what I mean? Um, Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Iron Maiden.
0: Do you sure. remember a time? Do you remember? Um, This was something I used to love. I remember waiting out to get um, Chronic 2001 when it came out. They're doing the same for Marshall Mathers. Do you remember a time when you were, when you actually waited for like an album release to come out?
1: Yeah. Like I waited
0: think, in a line? You know what? I think
1: that was um,
0: The Massacre.
1: 50, 60, 50 Cent. 20. Yep. Yeah, 50 yeah. Cent's drink was like that because I was a young boy and I was like, yo, like, you know, after 50 came out with Get Rich, Die Trying, I was a 50 fan. Like, yeah. me and my brothers, it was 50 guys. And like, he was 50,
0: coming out swinging at like man, Jada bro. and everybody on it, that. Is like, it Piggy Bank, I
1: think? Yeah, Piggy Bank was a wild record and a wild video, too. The video yeah. was mad disrespectful.
0: But, yes, yes, this was but, 50 after like, get what you got trying. Was like, we'll see if this works, we think it will. This is 50 going, I know this is gonna work, so watch what I can do now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he has some joints on there too. Um, in yeah. my hood, guns come out. Yeah, um,
0: I still think Heat's my favorite 50 song. We talked about that in the last episode, though. That song to me is just ridiculous, yeah, Even my he hat's is a bulletproof.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, heat, heat, is a, heat is a different record. I play Heat a lot, man. Yeah, Heat, um, many men back down. Yeah, you know what I mean? Back Down is one of my favorite records, too. So, yeah, probably the 50 joint I was excited about. And then, yeah, like I said, like the Black Album.
0: Black um, Album is, it it doesn't, when people talk about the best Jay Z album, that is my favorite Jay Z album. And people don't even want to talk about it till like four or three or four. And I'm like, I still, man, that's the one that I put on. And it's, as much as I love all of them, that's the one that I go to.
1: To me, I feel like my top two whole albums is probably that. And, um, I want to say reasonable doubt and blueprint. Those are those. W- those yep. Top three yep, for me. You yep. know what I mean. I, I would say black, those.
0: Yeah, those to me are them too. Yeah, the
1: black album is crazy. Like a lord, what more can I say? Encore, December fourth. Like he got work on here. Moment of clarity. Like he got a yeah. lot of work on here. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying. You know what's an underrated
0: album too is the um the silver one, volume three, um uh the volume three. Yeah, the one where he's he's got the first single had Beanie on it, where he's like, um, up in the trunk, bounce into Jiggo, what? You got your hands up and I ain't even stick y'all up, like that song. Um, but that, I think that's the, um. yeah, that's not a Blueprint, That's No, that, that was volume three, that was um, S. Yeah, Car, yeah. I forgot the name of that album, but I just was listening to that album the other day, and there's a lot of good tracks on that one too. That's the one, I think Big Pimpin's on that one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the John, the John, the, 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 the
0: song jaw. that Jay-Z's been apologizing for for the past 20 years. Like, <laughs> that, it's like, I don't know whether I've seen him apologize that for more, or the Beastie Boys apologize more for girls, but like, they have like yeah. their neck and neck. Yeah.
1: One or the other, right? One or yeah. the other.
0: So man, all right man, what's well, been a pleasure getting to know you, man. I, I really like your stuff is awesome, and I cannot wait to hear this album. I'm gonna check out the video a few more times. I recommend everybody check it out. Your social will be on the bottom of this whole thing, and um, we'll make sure that's easily accessible. But um, word word.
1: Thank you so I appreciate much.
0: You having me on, bro, for sure. No problem. I Thanks. enjoyed it. Me too, man. All right, man. Talk to you. Some of the uh-huh. fucking dubbing uh-huh. You feel me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: We got so... Pills we got pills. We got honest Honest what up? Yeah, yeah, we got everything we hey, need, man uh, Check, you know, check, I'm not check, check, my license is one one it's one just It's just saying for our you feel me? Shhh, come on, so let's that. go Hey, Yo, know, you, right. hey, you know summer's coming when folks start getting shot And smoked on city blocks for low with any guap Same shit, a hey, year. my first full gray hair One more felony, I might have my first full gray beard It's way weird, feel like that was only yesterday I'ma slowly blow like Paroli's the homies guesstimate When I blow, don't roll me like you know me, no, hit the exit stage Left of the tackle, spray redirecting your steps this way It feels shit progressing, got the steel with the vested Even in the summertime, I will smith and Wesson, you cutting from the grassies? No so underground Nardwuar wouldn't know the, what the fuck to ask me. I stick it in the stomach. Now let me hit the throat. She call me Mr. Drummond. So many different strokes. Your punchlines, Mr. Drummond. Audience, Mr. Jokes. To your family, return from visit, folks.
0: Flip me. Cause her man went from damaged kid to damn he's rich But she still can't stand the way he manages to never put nickels in the can for the cancer kids Plus he cheats at cornhole and rags that he won So she lost interest like porno after she comes My DM started jingling baby as it was done Two seconds later I can hear the snapping of her gums She calls me half Dodge Challenger, half Lip Gallagher I'm happy that I luckily sat next to her in algebra I try to hold her down but I just couldn't balance her Between the million beatings that I keep in my calendar Plus odds aren't too sloppy that I know why my cell it's blowing up probably but I should check just as well call the cops see if I can get a hold and tell if that's copyrights yell raising hell inside the holding cell
2: Smoke from the cookout uh-huh. The bushes in the parks with the lookout right Fresh print summertime on the radio, on the radio. Throwback the Friday, yo the ladies All the know ladies Then I'm a smooth type guy. type guy Listen I'm the shit I need two time high Part of my soul on my head sky high The weed smoke cover my body so I try uh-huh. Put a scent on, like sunblocks Summertime's body season, so keep your gun cocked I count beers in the cooler, cause when the fun stops That's when the arguments happen, In the gunshots It's summertime, backyards, where we play cards Spittin' and cypher, the homie trade bars Dominoes slam on the table, we take charge I got a style you can make large Uh, uh, see motherfuckin' right